This is one of those times where we go into things a little bit deeper in Bible study. But I don't want to miss this part with you because we were reading the beginning of the book of Acts. And so we've got to understand that the writer of Luke and Acts, Luke wrote both Luke, the Gospel of Luke, and Luke wrote Acts. So if we put the Gospel of John in the middle, which confuses things, but Acts is just the sequel to Luke. So it goes Luke-Acts in the order things are written. And in the beginning of the book of Luke, Luke says, since many have undertaken to set down an orderly account of the events that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed on to us by those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and servants of the word, I too decided after investigating everything carefully from the very first to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus. And so then in the book of Acts, it immediately goes into, and so my, so dear Theophilus, here is what happened after, uh, after Jesus' death and resurrection, and he continues the story. Now, we don't know for sure whether Luke was writing, um, recording this for a benefactor who was, you know, supporting him so he had time to write, um, like going on a sabbatical, whether he was, Theophilus was actually his benefactor, or if he was writing in the style of writing to a benefactor. So we don't really know which it is. But Luke's whole purpose is to set about an orderly account of the way things are. And so as he starts his account in Acts, the disciples are gathered with Jesus for the last time after his post-resurrection um, appearances with them. And so they are gathered together and they want to know when all things will be completed. And Jesus says, it's not for you to know the, the, the hour and, and the time. And then all of a sudden Jesus is lifted up into a heaven and ascends into heaven. And our Gospel of John is the period of time where Jesus is gathered with his disciples as he is preparing them for the time that he will leave them. And Jesus tells them that um, Jesus gathers them together and says, he's praying to God for them. And he's saying to God, let, let me glorify me so that I can give glory to you. And then we can invite all of those that I have come to save into that glory. And Jesus explains in that that what heaven is, this is our only really, really clear explanation of what heaven is, that heaven is no, fully knowing God and knowing Jesus Christ. So what that eternal heaven, eternal life is for us is to be brought into the fullness of knowing God and knowing Christ, to be able to embody all of that goodness and that love. And so that sort of destroys my childish concept of heaven being on top of the clouds with God and the angels and their harps. But heaven is a state 
where eternal life is when we are fully in God's glory, that we fully know God. And now there are times when we wonder about that because you remember that song, um, I Never Promised You a Rose Garden? Um, I Never Promised You a Rose Garden. Along with the sunshine, there's got to be a little rain. And we always sort of say, well, the, the, the hard times in life, the struggles in life, those are the things that make life seem, the good times seem so wonderful. But Jesus is actually challenging us that what will truly be wonderful is that when we can just rest fully in the knowledge of God, in that goodness. Nobody seems to be worrying about whether we are going to be bored in this eternal life because things are always so good. I think somehow when we get to that place where things are so perfect and love is so true and so real, that we will be able to rest in that without feeling like, oh my goodness, tomorrow is just like today. A little bit of what some of us have been experiencing if we have been holed up at home. Made me think that really it is the very, very basic things in life that truly matter. It is the simple things. And as much as we struggle and um, try to think real deeply about what it means to be fully in faith, to be a disciple of Jesus, to follow faithfully. What does that really mean and what does it look like? I keep coming back to the fact it's really such a simple thing. It's just not an easy thing. And I think Robert Fulgham, uh, who is a Unitarian Universalist minister, captured it just right. He writes, all I really need to know I learned in kindergarten. All I really need to know about how to live and what to do and how to be, I learned in kindergarten. Wisdom was not at the top of the graduate school mountain, but there in the sand pile at Sunday school. These are the things I learned. Share everything. Play fair. Don't hit people. Put things back where you found them. Clean up your own mess. Don't take things that aren't yours. Say you're sorry when you hurt somebody. Wash your hands before you eat. Flush. <laughs> Warm cookies and cold milk are good for you. Live a balanced life. Learn some and think some, and draw and paint and sing and dance and play, and work every day some. Take a nap every afternoon. When you go out into the world, watch out for traffic. Hold hands and stick together. Be aware of wonder. Remember the little seed in the styrofoam cup? The roots go down and the plant goes up and nobody really knows how or why, but we are all like that. 
Goldfish and hamsters and white mice and even the little seed in the styrofoam cup, they all die. So do we. And then remember the Dick and Jane books and the first words you learned, the biggest word of all. Look. Everything you need to know is in there somewhere. The golden rule and love and basic sanitation. Ecology and politics and equality and sane living. Take any of those items and extrapolate it into sophisticated adult terms and apply it to your family life or your work or your government or your world and it holds true and clear and firm. Think what a better world it would be if all, the whole world, had cookies and milk about three o'clock every day and then lay down on our blankies for a nap. Or if all governments had a basic policy to always put things back where they found them and to clean up their own mess. And it is still true, no matter how old you are, when you go out into the world, it is best to hold hands and stick together. And I think those are the lessons that we get to live out in eternal life. And from now, from here to there, we get to practice living those things out. To live with a little more kindness and a little more love, with a little more gratitude and a little bit more compassion, with a little bit more grace, always finding room for mercy. It is so, so true. It is so true that we need to look at things from God's perspective as best we can, not ours. Not what's in it for us or what's in it for me, but what's in it for all of us and all of creation. What's in it that makes God smile? What is it that fits into that infinite good that we are called to inherit someday? Some people say, before you do or say anything, ask, is it, is it kind? Is it truthful? And is it necessary? And sometimes, sometimes things might not seem kind when we're standing up for justice, but we can say things in a way that are not about the person, but about the action. Not about a group of people, but about a situation. So we can find ways to say things compassionately. And it's on us to know and to search for what is true. So that we are not spreading misconceptions about others or turning people's hearts and minds away from that which is good and then wondering if it is necessary. Sometimes, especially in our loneliness, it's easy sometimes just to talk because we're lonely. But to find a place of common ground where we can talk and support each other 
and lift each other up and find what is good. And sometimes I think perhaps less talk and more cookies and milk is probably a good idea. But we are called by Jesus into eternal life where we can truly know God and know Jesus Christ. And we will come to know God because God is that infinite goodness into which we were created, into which we proclaim, into that which we need to search for in this life so we can live it in eternal life. May we all find the infinite good in each other and in this day. Amen.